0: Favorite games of all time that I own 2020 edition. Part 8, positions 36 to 28. Welcome back. Today is 17th of August and I didn't record this in a set of 3 like I said last time that I would, but it doesn't really matter. I'm recording this now. So today on the list we have one new game and all the other games have either been in my list the last time I made it or they were on the list of top 9 games that I don't own but they were still within top 81 games of all time in my list. So without further ado, let's begin the list. 36th position is the only game in this part of the list that I hadn't played when I made the list the last time. This game is from 2019. It's a Roland Wright game. It's published by Thunderworks Games and designed by Jordi Adan. And it's Cartographers, a role player tale. This is, in my opinion, maybe by far the best roll and Bright game and i especially like this with three players because when you draw these monster cards you give your map <laughs> the, what what you're drawing to both opponents so everyone affects everyone and it also works well with two because you just play against each other and i really like this mechanism that you open cards and then you choose what you draw and this monster drawing to other sports it's very (laughs) interesting and it can be really bad at some point also the goal tiles or the goal cards they affect a bit that what you try to achieve and what you try to draw to your map and I don't know this is heavy enough but not too heavy for a roll and write game and it's one of the best games from last year and so it's on this list. On position thirty-six, Cardographerus. On thirty fifth position is a game that was on twentieth position last time I made the list. This is a bit of a cheat, not even a bit of because this is three games. I can't decide which one is the best. They're published in 2017, 18 and 19. All of them are designed by Michael Kiesling. And the first one is published by Plan B Games. And the remaining ones, the two newer ones, are by Next Move Games. As it's moved to that line of games within Plan B games. And this is Azul. And also Stained Class of Sintra and Summer Pavilion. If I have to choose one, I think the original is my favorite. Because it's oh. So cutthroat in a nice way, and it's very easy to play, and basically anyone can learn it. I've even played it with my mother-in-law, who doesn't really play games. I mean, she likes playing games, but when we are with her, we very rarely play games. But this was good, and I saw my wife and my (laughs) mother-in-law get into a very heated argument for stealing pieces in this game and making the other one (laughs) drop some tiles to the floor, <laughs> and thus, I really like this game. I haven't played the original one for a while. I've played the summer pavilion. I will probably record a review on it. After this list, I'm planning to make a few episodes of lots of reviews. It's easier to talk and faster to talk, and speaking is more effective than writing, and then I will put photos to Instagram or somewhere, so you can see the games as well. But, all of them are different, if you played the original Azul, the stained class of Sintra changes it so that you move one column at a time and then you add things and then you can flip back and you can really screw the other players with timing and it's a different way of playing the game. Summer Pavilion you try to complete the stars on the map, map or your board, and you collect bonuses while uh, completing them and if you enclose a bonus then you get the bonus and you are supposed to try to combo lots of turns so that you can place multiple pieces in a turn and then you'll do fine i still (laughs) haven't won that newest one in two player game i've lost every time to the wife and i'm a bit annoyed by that but the original one is probably still the best you try to make the rows of tiles and you can put only one one color tie on a row and also on a column and then when you complete the columns and rows you get points and bonuses and all of these are a bit cutthroat the newest one the summer pavilion is the uh, kindest one so to say you can't really screw the other player that badly there as you can in the others and the first one is the meanest and the backstabbiest. Or actually, you even tap to the face in this game, and that's why I like it the most. If I have to choose one, but all the three are on the same 35th place on my list. Azul, z, Azuls all the azuls. The game on 34th position is a new version of a game that was on my list. On 88th place, but I didn't own it at that point. I still count it as the same game because it's so similar. It's published in 2018. It weighs too much. It's designed by Mike Elliot, Brian Rees, and Mark Wootton. Published by Eldraak Entertainment Group, and it is Thunderstone Quest. I'm still waiting to play the campaign. I have to say that I have only played this once, but the expectation of continuing the campaign. Is so high that this is so high on this list, and I really liked all the mechanisms. This made Thunderstone Advance that I had played earlier a lot better, in my opinion. And I even backed the uh, cooperative version of this and the epic pack, so I can play this Tom Vassell's epic Thunderstone with this set as well. But I just need to was someone to play this with me because I don't think that this can or should be played with more than two players. maybe maximum three but two is good and snappy and that's the way to do it. I don't think the wife will like this, so I'm not even trying to introduce this to her at least at the moment, <laughs> but when I find someone that wants to play the campaign, I want to do that because it has lots of promise and lots of different missions. And this will very likely go higher in the list, after I play more. I didn't say anything about the game, but this is a deck building game where you get heroes to yourself and items and then you go to dungeons and try to beat the bad guys and collect treasures and collect better items and more money and collect points and then you win the game when you have the most points at the end of the game and when you get experience you can level up your characters and it's a bit of a balance what you draw and what you can do in your turn, but if you're able to manage your deck fine, this game works very very well and it's a pleasure to play. One of the best deck builders and in my opinion, one of the most thematic ones, if you don't count any IP deck building games. So this time on 34th position, Thunderstone Quest. The game on the 33rd position was last time on 42nd position so it didn't really move much and i really like this game by inga and Markus brand it's published by hook and i've lately played it in yukata but i really like this on the table because in yukata you kind of lose the track it's really difficult in my opinion or was really difficult to follow what the other players are doing this game has the best end mechanism, one of the best end mechanisms, at least in my opinion. It's when your money and your fame cross each other on the track, and the one whose markers cross the most wins the game. And this is Rajas of the Ganges. In Finnish, it's Kunki and Rajat, or maybe not. As I said, the end mechanism is really great in this game, or the end condition. And I also like the dice dice management in the game, that you roll the dice and then you can change them into other dice and then you can build your own area. And I mean, this has so many different things to do. that It's really rare that you can't figure out anything <laughs> interesting to do in this game or anything that is uh, not beneficial to you. You can in so many ways affect your own game. The money might be a bit too powerful in the game, but i'm not convinced that you should just go for money 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 because other players can also prevent it in a way that you can't do that that well and also the mango village expansion is really good in my opinion it's a mini expansion and and these mango villages that even have a place on the map (laughs) although it's not made for them but they found a place for them on the map or the board the game board and i really like it i should play this more and i would willingly play this more on a table not necessarily on um, Yukata, because it was really really difficult to follow what's happening at least for me i didn't like it because also it took some time between the turns so you forget what you were trying to do and when it's on the table you can all the time pay attention what is happening so you know that if someone will take your building tile from where you want to take a building tile or if someone goes up on a certain building track and they will get more points for that building and everything so it's so much easier to play on the table so on 33rd position on the list rajas of the ganges on 32nd position in the list is a game that was on 34th position last time this I've also played now two times in board arena lately and I played this game with two three four and five players and I'm leaning to thinking that this game is best with three maybe even with two two was a bit not that good but three was probably the best gaming experience on this game Although board game Geek says that it's 4, but 4 is a bit too um, chaotic and tiles are everywhere and you have not that much control over what you can get and what you can build. Especially if someone hasn't read the rules. Right, Richard? If you're listening, you should be reading. But yeah. Ah, the game is Keyflower. I probably forgot to say. It's from Sebastian Pleasedale and Richard Breeze and R&D games and hook I have bought the expansions for this and some promo tiles. I haven't played with the expansions yet, but I want to try so much with the expansions because this game is becoming better and better the more I play this. And if I had played or finished those both matches in Board Game Arena before making this list, this might be maybe 10 spots higher. Yeah, something like that. It would be in the 20s. 20-something. And I really like this mechanism that you have random color meeples and you beat with the meeples. And then you have to use the same color meeples to use the tiles if you want to use them. And whoever wins the bid on the tile gets the meeples on the tile. And you can use the tiles on the other players' boards. And you can, in a way, <laughs> block them from using their own good tiles that they have collected and it's very tight also if the people know how to play and yeah i don't know i want to try it with the expansions but i'm leaning to think that this one is best with three the board game gig <laughs> thinks that it's easily best with four and even five is as suggested almost as recommended as three players but I think you have more control with three players and it's faster. And I think it works better, all the best. This is almost a classic game already that you should try to try. If you haven't tried it, it does things differently. I don't think any other game has this similar mechanism in bidding and using the different meeples and also you need to build so that you have path from the tiles to other tiles and the better the tile. I mean, so to say, the better the tile, the less roads there are leading from the tile to anywhere. And the worse the tiles are, they have more roads, so it's easier to build them and make a road from one place to another because you have to move the goods to tiles to be able to update the tiles or to get points at the end of the game from the tiles. So this has lots of these small mechanisms and it's a great game and should be higher on the list, really, if I updated it at the moment, but at the moment it's on 30 second position on this list, key flower. the game on the 31st position in this list was at one point my number one game of all time, then i played it without any expansions and it has come down, it's steadily Falling. Now I want to play it again now because I haven't played it for a while. Mm, and I wouldn't play this without expansions anymore because I'm used to the expansions and they make the game so much better. This is from 2008, it's published by Fantasy Flight Games and it's designed by Korik Konechka and it's Star Galactica. And when I say expansions, I don't mean throw everything in, but You should throw things in from all expansions. I mean, um, obviously you take all the characters from all the expansions. I have all the expansions, of course. And all the characters you take from there. Then you should, if I remember right, it's been years since I played. But the most interesting way to play this, in my opinion, is to add the ship from Pegasus. Then add uh, the... What are those? The, the negative brown cards from Daybreak. They are better there. If they say that Mutiny is something, just ignore it. They are much better than the ones in Pegasus. But you have to add them. It's a lot better the game with those. Don't play with the mutineer unless you want a really difficult game. I don't like the mutineer at all. If you want, add the ship from Daybreak. If you don't want, then don't want. Don't add. But it gives these missions, it it can just be there, it's no harm done. Same with the alien ship, or the Cylon homeboard, what is it? Cylon mother ship, something. No harm done if it's there. And then from Exodus, if you want to add the Cylon fleet, why would you add the Cylon fleet is that if you have pilots in your group, they have something to do, because pilots are sometimes very useless. Especially if you have two of them. But that's if you play with five or more players. Then you might have two. Because the pilots... If everything works well, you don't have any raiders. And the pilots are... Or can be a bit useless. But if you add the fleet, they always have something to do. And that's very good for them. I wouldn't want to play a pilot without the fleet. And... If you want, go all the way to Earth. Or go to Cobol it depends on you if you want a longer game go to earth if you want shorter game go to cobalt don't use the what is it this dress thing from exodus that's just nonsense i haven't even tried it because it seems so ridiculous (laughs) that i don't even want to try with it also this end from pegasus when they go to the land and then i don't remember what's the name it's been too long since i watched the series or i've never even played that with that ending but that also seems so stupid that you shouldn't use it go to cobble or go to earth add all the ships if you want pegasus is mandatory in my opinion the others are up to you add the fleet if you have pilots and of course add the plastic pieces from all the boxes (laughs) it's funny that the base game comes with cardboard. Uh, ships and everything and all the expansions come with some plastic pieces so all the expansions add one plastic piece it's a bit <laughs> money grab, <crap. laughs> a bit <laughs> but anyway, Battle Galactica is a kind of a social deduction game maybe if you haven't played it you want to know it gives the feeling of the television series new version at least and you're in the ship you try to survive some of you are silence either in the beginning of the game or midway through the game and when you add the characters from all the expansions there to be silent leaders and of course you should play with the new the final what is it final four no final nine number nine something that, anyway if you watch the series you know what i mean <laughs> those characters from the expansions because they have um, they have this good abilities and you should play with the silent Leader rules from the latest expansion from Daybreak. The Silent Leader rules in Pegasus are nonsense. The ones in Daybreak you get multiple of these cards and it shows that which side you are on and yeah. So anyway every turn you do something, usually there's something going wrong with the ship that you try to do and you try to be able to jump and after a certain number of jumps you win the game if the ship is still intact and you have people and food and everything is fine then you win the game otherwise the silence win and someone is silent and they can pretend not to be a silent or they can reveal themselves and do a bad crisis to you every round you draw a crisis card and you you add skill cards to the crisis and try to solve the crisis all the crises have Different number of skill cards and points that are required to solve the crisis and If the goal is met the crisis is solved if it's not met something crap happens and That's basically the game every round you have some trouble and you try to overcome the trouble and if you are able to overcome the trouble you win the game It's really difficult to Tell the feeling but if you watch the series I repeat it again you know the feeling in the game, and I want to play this again, some, somewhat soon, because maybe I'm I've <laughs> overcome the annoyance from the vanilla play of this game. I mean, it was the it was my latest play of the game, and the first time I played without expansions, and it's the last time I'll I'll never do that again. I don't want it. It's nonsense, at least to me. So in any case. On 31st position in this list, my former number one, 25 from last time, Battlestar Galactica, the board game. On 30th, spot in the list is a game that has also been close to my top 10 earlier. Last time it was on 19th position and now it's on position 30, mostly because I haven't played it for a while this is a absolutely fantastic two player game that i should play very soon and the wife also likes it i don't know why we haven't played it for a while i even have the expansion and i didn't drive the expansion this is from 2014 it's by bruno Catala, published by days of wonder and it's five tribes this is probably the best Mancala style game that where you pick up things and then you drop them around and then you do something depending on where you drop them and you here collect goods and you try to get the favor of gins to yourself and collect money which is points and you spend it to do some things and you bid for the turn order and especially in two player game it's good because you have two turns in a round so You can go, basically you can go four turns (laughs) in a row, but it very rarely happens. But if the bidding goes in a way like that, so you can make very crazy combos. If there's three or four players, you just have one turn. And In my opinion, this is by far the best with two players. Also, this game is um, (laughs) very uh, easily... AP inducing (laughs) because there can be so many different things that you can do and especially if the others keep talking when you're thinking and then they say that i see a place i see a good move Ah, i I have a good move move that move that and then you become stressed and i two player game definitely and it has to get back to the table with the expansion the expansion adds mountains and some other stuff to the game, and the game on 38th position was five tribes. The game on the 29th position, I didn't own last time when I made the list, but it was on 33rd position, on the top 81, and quite high on the top nine games. That I don't own and it's about on the same position currently this is a game from 2017 it has expansion that is just minis they came up with the essential edition or a smaller edition that is much cheaper maybe this year or last year it's published by mindclass games it's designed by David Turci. with Richard Amman and Victor Peter and the game is Anachrony mmm yeah I've played this only once but after playing it I immediately bought it and the expansion because it was so awesome game if I play this and when I play this more this will go high this can even be in the 10s maybe even in the top 10 it's a fantastic game where you it's this worker placement game and it's so so tight and this it has this very good mechanism that you can borrow stuff from the future but then you have to pay back but if you need something and you are able to take it from the future you can take it from the future but be prepared you have to pay back and also when I played it I played it with them was it quests or some kind of other expansion module that you can upgrade your mechs and you can send them to a quest and you can paddle something and then you get something that made the game so much more open because there were more more positions where you can go and you can focus on that also and not only the worker placement part of collecting resources and trying to beat the other player before the doomsday comes this is one of those games that i don't really remember that much but I remember liking it so much, although the game that I played lasted 4 hours and (laughs) uh, didn't end (laughs) very peacefully. (laughs) Someone might have played too (laughs) serious. But but anyway, uh, the game is still really good and I want to play this as soon as possible. Let's see when I play some of those games that I still need to play for review purposes to be able to review them and say something about them this will be among the first ones that i want to get to the table along with some of the games that i mentioned earlier already in this list there have been few that i said that i want to play it immediately because i'm forgetting how it works and this is one of those fantastic game that i want to play again the symbology is (laughs) (laughs) like learning a different language when you try to play it the first time, but after you get used to it, it's not that bad. (laughs) Although, it seems that Mindclass is good with these (laughs) symbols and they sometimes tend to go a bit (laughs) overboard with them. Like, for example, Trickerion. I packed the Kickstarter originally for Trickerion and (laughs) I still haven't played it. (laughs) The symbology in that game is just absurd until you play it. if you play it i'm sure that you will understand it but oh too much <laughs> different symbols and it's just i don't know like learning a language and it's a bit same with anachrony but this is a great game on 29th position in this list anachrony Last game today on the twenty-eighth position in this list is a game that was on 39th position in this list. It's published by Matago, it's from 2009 designed by Bruno Catalan, and Ludovic Moblanc. And it's the big brother of Inis and Kemet. And it's Siglad. And last time this and Kemet were back to back if I remember right. Let's see, yes, Kemet was 40, and this was 39. This time when I made the list, I noticed that I'm not that eager to play Kemet yet, and also I've played it fewer times than this one. I've played this more, and this is more interesting to me still. I like the bidding mechanism that you bid for the cards that who you can use in that round, and... I think that you should play with the Titans expansion, if possible. I mean, it's a good game even without it. But uh, without the Titans, it's really difficult to move on the map. The Titans allow you to move using the Titans. So you are not bound to where you are that badly. Also, it changes the map. But no one tells you not to play with the Titans even with the island map. But, of course, the water movement is then more important when it has the small islands. The titans has a different map that is a bigger part of land and not just small islands around the and Sea. Basically, you bid for the guards and whatever card you get to yourself, you do that action from that card, and you try to win the game by having two metropolis or two metropolises at the end of your turn and it's really a tight 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 game and when you see someone is going to win you can really go and block them and make it a bit long but it doesn't drag as much as inis can drag when you just prevent someone from winning i mean now i'm not talking about c but anyway in Innis. The game is really good and I really like it, but it drags, it has possibility of not ending ever, and I want to get that season's expansion from somewhere with a proper price, but I'm not paying the <laughs> price of a full game for that expansion. But I've understood that it makes the game a lot better in a way that it shortens the play time and doesn't let the game drag. But anyway, back to Cyclad. There's also expansion Hardest that adds this undead or forces of the dead or something like that. It's fine, take it or leave it. It's not a bad expansion but Titans is a lot better expansion than that one is in my opinion. And you can just mix the guards and add all of them or not use all of them or use some of them and everything and... This is a really good auction game with area control mechanisms. And I really like it. I've liked it since I played it the first time. It's very solidly in my top ninety games of all time. This time on twenty-eighth position Siklad. So that's it. Now we are in top thirty already. Whoo hoo. In the <laughs> next part of the list there's only four games that I've played earlier and that were on the list. Sorry, five games that were on the list previously when I made the list. But all of them were in top twenty. And all of them came down a bit from the previous time of making this list. There are some very solid new games, four of them. And they belong to the list really. One of them maybe Good switch plays with the keyflower that I talked today after I've now played it in board game arena it might do as well with keyflower and that might be more correct uh, let's see I'm still trying to finish recording and editing all of this by the end of August it seems that I might be able to do it now I'm recording in the evening when everyone else are sleeping so my voice might be a bit low but Hopefully you can still hear and understand what I'm saying. I might speak on a lower voice even without understanding it. But I hope it's fine. And subscribe to the podcast. Comment somewhere. Say something. (laughs) No one is commenting on my list. I don't know if people are just thinking that it's nonsense. Or people are thinking that this is a definitive list. I don't have to comment. He's right. Yes, thank you. I'm right. I know. But... You still probably have opinions, <laughs> opinions on games and lists. But yes, of course, my list is my list. I think it's the perfect and the definitive list. Although it's of course subjective. It's not a list of best games ever. It's a list of my favorite games of all time with my criteria, with my decisions. It's in no way objective. But most importantly, it's to show you or give you a taste of my taste so to say so you know that if you should trust me or not or if you like similar games than i do and why i like some games and why you might like some games that i do and why you might not like some games that i do but at least you know what type of games i like and once more i'm saying please somehow interact with me it's a bit silly that no one says anything or no one gives a review to the podcast if someone is listening. There are over 300 listens that might not be correct. Maybe there are some bots listening. But anyway, there are over 300 listens to the intro and not even a single comment anywhere on that. As far as I know or I haven't seen. But still. And it's almost exactly midnight. So it's time for me to say thank you so much for listening. And I hope you get something out of this. And continue listening in the future. You can find this podcast on SoundCloud at Mita Pelataan. You can find it also in iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever, whatever podcast catcher you use, it should be able to be found there. You can find me from Instagram and Twitter with username Mita Pelataan. In Facebook, there's a page Mita Pelata. I have a blog where I have some written reviews and all of these combined at mitapelatan.wordpress.com. You can find all the relevant links from Linktree, forward slash mitapelatan. You can send me email at mitapelatan@gmail.com if you wish. And one more time, thank you and bye bye. Thanks for the music. To <laughs> is it metropolis or metropoli or what it is? Metropolis, I think. Anyway, but anyway, <laughs> multiple, more than, more than one. So two metropolis is required to win.